people. We are back. Your favorite. Never lying. It's been five years. Shout out to last week in the five-year anniversary episode. It's been five years, and I'm never lying when I say this. Your favorite sports podcast from the airwaves, Rolling with Ramos, is back. I happen to be the one that holds the last name Ramos. I would like to specifically thank my daddy for that one. Mike Ramos in heaven, I love you. Every day, every hour, I miss you. Episode 130, Terrell Davis edition. You know, why not give a nice little shout out to him? Anyways, <laughs> Tristan, another day, another dollar, another show. I say hello. What's going on? I mean, you know, normally we, we do these jumps on Thursday. It's Friday. You know what I'm saying? End of the week. But uh, we keep trying to tell y'all, man, life life be happening. So, you know, we try to bring y'all, we try to bring y'all the noise as much as possible. Well, life be happening. So I'm glad we were able to get on today. Definitely a lot to talk about. So let's let's go ahead and get to it. We might have to implement every other Thursday, Friday. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, <laughs> joining us tonight. Now, listen. Twitter and everything can take you everywhere. You know, you got to get in some of these spaces. You know what I'm saying? We invite this new guy, the new guy. He's a sports enthusiast. Every space I'm in, he's, he's giving the knowledge. Yeah. Whether they agree with him or whether they don't agree with him. I don't think he cares about being the bad guy. But anyways. Nah, he doesn't. Government calls him Corey Perry. <laughs> we know him as certified. You're, this is your first podcast experience. Thank you for doing it. With Thank you for having me. For sure. I appreciate it. All right, fellas. Let's go now. I started my nice little y'all know y'all know I love notes and whatnot. Yes, yes. But anyways, I started my nice little notes today going one direction. It ended up going another direction. Make sure y'all drop those comments down below. Make sure you talk to us. So, with that being said, we start with the NFL and the bomb that dropped literally a couple hours ago. Um, According to ESPN. A grand jury on Friday, that is today, declined to indict Houston, Texas quarterback Deshaun Watson following a police investigation sparked by lawsuits filed by 22 women who have accused him of harassment and sexual assault. The district attorney's office in Harris County, Texas, presented evidence to the 12-person grand jury for over six hours related to nine of the 10 criminal complaints filed against Watson last year. The grand jury, which does not require a unanimous vote rejected all nine cases. Prosecutors did not present the tenth. According to John Stallings, division chief of the Adult Sex Crimes and Human Trafficking Unit at the Harris County District Attorney's Office, the criminal proceedings in the county against Watson have concluded. It's definitely a very emotional moment for me. I know we're far from being done of handling what we need to handle on the legal side, but today is definitely a big day. Watson speaking to reporters. For the first time in over a year, said from outside of his attorney's office in Houston, I'm just going to keep fighting to rebuild my name and rebuild my appearance in the community and on the legal side, handle what we need to handle, but also get ready to be on the field and prep for that. Although Watson has not played for the Texans since the first lawsuit was filed in, on March 16, 2020, he was on the active roster during the, 2020, during the 2021 season and was a healthy scratch for all 17 games. He was paid his entire 
$10.54 million base salary. Last year, Harden, that's Harden Rustin, his lead attorney, said he didn't expect Watson to speak with the NFL's investigative team until the criminal investigation had concluded. In January 2021, Watson asked the Texans to trade him because he was unhappy about the direction of the franchise. Now, fellas, this was the news I said literally a couple of hours ago. This does a lot of things. First of all, there's two parts to this question. First question, how do you think all of this finally being solved with no criminal, um, as far as non-criminal charges and, and the legal process he's been through? His, 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 his career has been predicated from off the field issues or issues that he's had. It kind of makes you forget how good of a football player he is. But to finally have this off of his chest, how good of a feeling do you think it is for Deshaun Watson? And speaking of getting back to football, with that being said, fellas, let the bidding games begin in the NFL. I know one damn place he's not going. He ain't not going in the nation's capital, but we'll talk about that a little later before I get hot and bothered, okay? <laughs> um, anyways, the bidding wars have begun. Where did Deshaun Watson land? What uniform does he wear? Certified, you are a guest on our nice little program here. Oh, yeah? You're first. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm thinking uh, it's three teams that I'm thinking about, to be honest with you. I say uh, Pittsburgh, Carolina, and Philly. Um, I, actually, Philly and Carolina. I, I I think he should go to Pittsburgh. Um, I feel like they are a respectable organization. Um, j- just the way that they handle their players, how, how they handle their coaches, the way that they go about their day-to-day business, um, I, I feel like they're a well-ran franchise. But um, – the uh, compensation that the Texans are looking for. I don't think that that's not Pittsburgh's thing. You know, like uh, I, I think I looked it up. I think it was uh, three first and two defensive stars. And that's not really what Pittsburgh does. Um, Philly has three picks in the first round this year. So, you know, uh, I know they're trying to get rid of Cox. Um, I'm not I'm not up to speed on the AFC East. You know, I'm gonna be nice. I usually say the AFC lease, but I'm gonna be nice. <laughs> but um, Carolina and and Philly, I can see one of them jumping up and doing that, pulling the trigger on that. How do you think he feels with all this being gone? Most of his career has been predicated on what he's doing off the field. That's been these big spectacles. How do you think it feels to get all this off his back? So at least we can finally focus on him, the player. Um, I couldn't even imagine, man. <laughs> you know, to to be accused of something of that magnitude by that many people, and it's like uh, it's he he's not a nine to five guy, you know. Like he 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 he's he's like a you know household name in America. You know, and it's it's like certain things just, you know, just because you're exonerated, you know, it, it doesn't leave your name. You know, like 10, 15 years from now, somebody's going to, you know, I'm, I'm, people are bold. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to get in a situation where he's at a grocery store and somebody probably calls him a rapist. You know, mm-hmm. so it's but, you know, um, I don't know how that man feel. 
Um, but I probably as, you know, because I've never been in that situation, but being a black man in America with that type of stuff on your back, man, I, I, I can only imagine, you know, um, the weight that's been lifted off his shoulders, you know, so I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, from what I know, you know, I, I, I don't know that man personally, but you know, from what I, you know, read up, it, it kind of a little sketchy. It was a little sketchy about, you know, the time period of when he asked for the trade and then, you know, this stuff came up and then the guy that was presenting it, the sleazy lawyer is the owner's like right hand man. Like it was just, it was just a little too coincidental for me. Well, first off, you know, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Deshaun Watson. Big, big, big fan. From his days at Clemson, huge fan. Um, I think he's the best quarterback Clemson has had in their in their uh in their time at that school, even better than Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, and so I was definitely someone that was um heartbroken as a fan when all this originally went down um with him. Um and I, I gotta agree. I have to agree with uh, with Mr. Certified man. I, you know, it, it it did seem sketch when the stories came out, and you know, in the in the society that we live in, and you know, especially Mikkel, you being a woman, you understand. You know, we try to uh, be mindful of our thought process, be mindful of our sensitivity. We don't want to say, well, it, no, we just, you know, we didn't want to dismiss the women for saying what they said because you just never know. We didn't want to come off as that. I know I I as a man didn't want to come off as that, just be, just dismiss them. Um, but it did seem kind of, you know, this thing kind of weird thing. It did seem kind of random. Um, the timing of it all with him wanting to be out of Houston and all that, you know, it just really did seem like it was something that just didn't make, make sense. And, um, you know, I'm just glad now he still has to deal with some of the civil, civil lawsuit issues still. So there's still another hurdle, but I think the biggest one, um, he did. He definitely crossed over today as far as the criminal charges. That was a major, major, major factor. And, um, you know, from from the football side of it now, I mean, it, it, it like I said, he, he is now the most sought after commodity in free agency officially. Um, and, you know, to only I mean, he's not even 27 years old yet, guys. I mean, it's it's insane, you know, to have a guy that talented, that gifted. And we're, he's not even peaking yet. Um, so I agree again with, with, uh, with Corey, as far as, um, uh, Carolina, uh, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. And the only other thing I got to say about it is that I, I wish Washington waited one more day to get a look. I wish they waited one more day. So yeah, that's where we are, but I'm, I'm definitely happy for him. I'm, I'm missing him play football. So I hope this is something that he can really put behind him. Whatever lesson that he has to learn from this, though, I hope he's learned it for sure. So we don't, you know, he doesn't run into this kind of situation. But I'll be glad to see him back on a football field. You could definitely tell that Deshaun Watson needed something to hum- not, not, I don't want to say humble him, be like, calm down, slow down, put you, let's put you in place. Yeah. But um, and I know we teeter totter the line of sensitivity uh, all the time, and you don't want to say this, you don't want to say that because it's so. If all those people are saying the same thing, common exactly. knowledge would say something got to be true. Got to be some truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're watching it with Chris Brown elsewhere now, but, you know, and I think the leverage of some of us women, 
especially some of us that like to deal with high profile people think that the leverage is us being women alone is going to hold that uh, hold that in position the accusation will sit yeah. and um nothing no disrespect to any woman that has actually been through this yes but we also have to remember when we put out certain accusations these are stipulations that follow people for years yes just like you said certified you can be in a grocery store and be acquitted and people will always call you a rapist i mean I, I, uh, and not to bring this up to late Kobe Bryant, that stigma, that, no matter uh, what, no matter what he yeah. did in his career, some people believe he is still that despite any evidence, despite anything that has ever happened, despite anything that was found out. So those type of, those type of words are key in a person's life and it's hard to move on from them. So we need to find a way to use them properly and to accuse properly and accuse when it's right. Not just because you didn't get this, or you didn't get that, or you want this. Most importantly, this. Let's let's be right by humans and ourselves. I know that's easier said than done. Don't God me. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to play a little game because there's so much NFL going on. I'm playing inside the NFL, outside the NFL. Jump in, jump out, turn yourself about. You remember that song? Anyway, um, we're going to play that tonight because I go out of the NFL to go in the WNBA. And it's crazy because this subject alone here, what a hell of a women's month for WNBA players. I just want to say that. First, the Liberty get fined. And here we are, I'm having these conversations with people online saying she knew better. She shouldn't have did what she did in another country. At the same time, hey, maybe she should have known better. But athletes are supposed to be entertainers, right? They're not supposed to be political figures. And she's right. been caught in a political warfare. Yeah. Two-time U.S. Olympic basketball gold medalist Brittany Griner has been held in Russia for three weeks without official government access to her, says U.S. Representative Colin Alred. This is according to CNN.com. Adding that was unusual and concerning. Russian authorities arrested Griner last month saying she had cannabis oil in her luggage and accused her of smuggling significant amounts of narcotic substance and of offense punishable by up to 10 years in prison. It is still not clear exactly where Griner is being detained now. Alred acknowledged that Russia's invasion of Ukraine looms over the entire issue of getting Griner back to the U.S. For Britney's sake, we don't want her to be a part of this kind of political battle that's going on and we want to make sure that her rights are respected and that we are able to get access to her and that she can get through the process and get home as quickly as possible Albert told CNN on Thursday Albert said Griner has been in contact with her Russian lawyer who is in touch with her agent and her family back home so we do know that she's okay Albert said adding that he's also been in contact with the player's agent Democratic Republican John Garamendi of California noted that Russia has some very, very strict LGBT rules and laws. We all know Brittany Griner is of that community. Though it's not clear whether these rules and laws might impact Griner's case, Russia has passed LGBTQ-related legislation and outlawed the propaganda of non-traditional sexual relations among minors. Now, she she broke the rules. She should know better not to do that in another country. Y'all act like she was over there for vacation. She was over there as a part-time job. 
I wouldn't be surprised if she's had this before with her. But this time, the timing, we, we keep talking about timing, fellas. The timing is just the timing. Sort of, I'm going to switch it up. Tristan, you go first. Um, so <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, uh, you know, make sure you Mc read those comments because you know. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, so for those that uh that don't know, Mikel, Mikel, and I we work in in television news, um, and you know, I didn't hear anything about this. Right. I, I didn't hear anything about this, and Brittany Griner is is definitely like a WNBA icon. I mean, she's it's it's without question, you know, and and. For her to be, I mean, we we covered a a, a, a local player that um, that played on the Ukraine team, yeah. but he's from PG County. I mean, we covered him all week because he was trying to get out of there. And you mean to tell me that Brittany Griner has been there the same amount of time, um, and we're just picking up on this? And you know. I understand the whole thing of having having the substance and all this stuff, but again, I think I believe she's enough of a profile person that she shouldn't be detained in Russia, and you know, coming from an M a WNBA franchise, coming from the WNBA league. If anything, this is showing you um, the issue that the WNBA has in regards to the power that they hold in American sports. Because this couldn't be an NBA player. This couldn't be uh, Alex Ovechkin no. for the NHL. You know, th you know th this couldn't, it couldn't be that where they're stranded. The powers that be of the league, the male sports in, uh, in, in America would have found a way to make sure that their star player, their, their, you know, face of the league in a sense um, would be home and be home safe. Um, and I'm just, I just really feel for her in that regard. You know, I, I really do because it's like you, you really, for what she's done for the WNBA, it's almost as if the WNBA was just like, our hands are tied. It's like, how, how, is this is one of your your poster your poster players for your league that's stuck over there? How is it that that she's still over there? And it seems like there's nothing you guys can do to get her back home. She's just at the mercy of of Vladimir Putin. That makes no sense to me at all. Not even a continued conversation. This should be bigger than what it is. This woman just played in a championship that made this league millions with all the names that's involved. Yes. Um, certified. Your thoughts? You know, a lot of people saying she knew what she she knew what she needed to do. But it's one thing. First of all, Vladimir Putin said he would not invade Ukraine, and then he still invaded Ukraine. And then he gets a phone call saying that he has an American basketball player, and the picture that they have of her looked like they was holding her hostage. Yeah. Yeah. He, I bet you fireworks went off within him. Your thoughts? I feel like she's being used um, as a tool um, in this nonsense, man. 
uh, although, yeah, maybe she should have known the law of the land, but it's it's like I I I just I feel sorry for her family. I feel sorry for her, especially since like how they're going about this. Like I, I I don't even the fact that it went as far as the president of the country shows that you know uh, I guess they're gonna I I I, I hope that they don't make an example out of her. You know, um, but it is messed up, man. Yeah. You know, and then like you said with the LBGQ thing, not thing, but you know what I mean. Um, she is one of the most vocal players in the WNBA. Like she she speaks her mind unapologetically, you know, and that's not something that they really like over there, you know, and 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 I, I have the right mind to think that she may have been set up, you know, like this was done on purpose, you know, to, you know, kind of make an example out of her. But I, it's it's not that serious, man, you know, um, to be holding her like this without information. I think that's the scariest part of it all. You know, like they're not releasing any information, not letting her talk to anybody. Nobody knows exactly where she is, her location, you know. And uh, I, I just feel like it's, it's petty and it's irresponsible, you know. It's one thing to be put in jail, but you don't know where she, we can't know where she is. She can't yeah. make phone calls except for an agent or anything like that. She can't even speak her family. Yeah, I mean. They, this is not incarceration. This is hostage takeover. It's, it's like Nazi activity. Uh-huh. We go back into the NFL. Hopefully she gets home. Let's, let's keep these yeah. prayers. Let's move this free britney movement a little bit more a little know? harder yeah i don't care what she didn't know or didn't know she shouldn't be over there like that. Yeah. Yeah. i mean come on now this is heartbreaking exactly yeah. mike patton shout out to mike he says it's very heartbreaking shout out to him. i feel like our elected officials need to do more yeah. they need to be more vocal you know yeah but i got alan washington asking has she been officially charged as far as I'm concerned, there's no, there hasn't been any official charges um, as of right now for her. Um, it's, so they're, they're literally kind of just keeping her detained out of his own rights as a, and 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 as a, a, a communist society. It, so uh, people understand that this is that it's not a democracy like uh, like America. They they don't need a due process. He kind of is the the dictator of everything over there um and they live in a communist society so he could just keep her there just because unfortunately that is the reality of the situation so there's no official charges uh placed on her yet but it doesn't mean that sh they have to let her go unfortunately so just prayers up to her and her family in regards to all of this and i don't know a lot about politics i'm not the news girl i watch it but don't and I and, and 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 as and Tristan, you say alludes to the fact that we both work in news. After a while, being honest, when you put saying three, two, one, you become immune to it because you're doing a show. Yeah. Someone gets killed, and it's it, it's it's like dang, but it's also like, okay, next topic the anchor yep. has to talk about. You know. Yeah. It's, it's very teeter tottering and sensitivity. But I will say this: a lot of people are saying that the United States had to stay out of it. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. We can't be, quote unquote, the most powerful country in the world and not do anything. So 
it's almost pick your poison now but um let's go back into the nfl shall we ESPN's Troy Aikman, whose new better than Romo salary is fueled by the influx of gambling money into football, recently weighed in on a situation with comments to TMZ.com. Aikman said that Ridley's suspension, that is Calvin Ridley, seemed like an unlawful hit. It seems like a bit much in today's climate, primarily because there was a time when the NFL was totally against the legalization of gambling on football games, and now that's a big part of the revenue stream of the NFL, Aikman said. On the, on the one hand, you have the league encouraging everybody to gamble, and yet here is Calvin Ridley, who is suspended for an entire season. We don't have nothing in place for the NFL. We just went and spoke about Deshaun Watson. There's nothing in place for something about that. It changes by the minute, by the year, by the hour. I don't know what Roger Goodell's doing. This man gets suspended for things, something that's legal in other places. You can't bet on yourself. You can you cannot bet on yourself. Betting is legal, but you can't bet on yourself in the NFL. In 2009, for example, when the NFL actively opposed efforts by Delaware to adopt legalized sports betting, Commissioner Roger, Commissioner Roger Goodell declared that its mere existence undermines the integrity of and public confidence in the sport of professional football. If the league is going to climb into the bed with seven different sports books, earning 270 million in 2021 alone. There needs to be some flexibility and nuance. Ridley wasn't with the Falcons when he placed his bets. He was on a non-football illness list. Also, there's no suggestion that he used inside information when placing 1500 by his own admission in parlay waivers. We will not stay here long, fellas, but I need your quick thoughts on this. First, only thing I'm going to say is somebody should have took this man Twitter. Oh, you God. stop talking. As Just as be quiet. Be quiet, man. He was on there doing what you was doing. He did fifteen hundred. Shut up. Anyways, <laughs> fellas, fellas, Calvin Ridley. Go ahead, go ahead, Corey. You, you are our guest, man. Go ahead, man. Um, I think it's insane, man. You know, I my my biggest problem is, from what I understand, there are any set guidelines as to far as gambling, like. Like with uh, substance abuse or PEDs, you know you're you're the first time you get popped, you know what happens. You know what happened the second time. You know what happened the third time. Like from what I understand, they just threw a year out there, and I'm just like, you know, I, I think if he was privy to this information, maybe he would have thought about that first. You know, so I, I I feel like I feel like it's it's beyond excessive, especially when you take in the amount that he he bet you know like he he's about to miss out on 10 million dollars yep you a 1500 bet what are we doing right now like seriously you know you you got murderers and sexual assaulters and uh, substance abuse guys playing but you uh a year that's crazy that's that's i I, I I just and and from what I understand, he can't even can he uh what is it called uh I forgot the word my my brain is jumbled right now like when they uh appeal it he can't appeal it right and I think that's even crazy like he can't no arbitration or nothing wow you put your foot down on this I don't yeah know. And, and 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 then it's like. DraftKings is one of y'all biggest sponsors, right? 
Like y'all, y'all making millions of dollars on a gambling site. Come on, man. Come on now. Come on. Kristen. So I'm. Uh, I had this conversation earlier, and um, with some friends at work, and uh, I'm. I'm honestly. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of play the devil's advocate in in this in this instance. When it comes to the rules for the league, and it's really in all sports, if you are employed by the league, as especially as a player, you cannot bet on these games. It's the rule. Let me tell you why the why let me tell you why the the, the consequence is so harsh. The reason why the consequence is so harsh is because you have to make an example when this happens because what they're what the league is trying to do is prevent is prevent a situation where a player can influence point shaving by for gambling so if you guys remember the movie uh, the Adam Sandler movie the longest yard okay Adam Sandler's character was a quarterback in the NFL that uh, that got kicked out of the NFL for point shaving. Okay, when you have that kind of influence on the game, that is a risk that the league is not trying to take. It's it's the integrity of the shield of the field of play. So I understand people's thoughts. And I get it. I, I see you, Corey. I understand. I'm not saying I agree with you, but I'm explaining what it, what it is. When you start talking about turnovers and yes. no type of thing. On the field of play, when you, can, when you can dictate a game. So Calvin Ridley being on the Atlanta Falcons, Calvin Ridley would be the, would be the number one receiver since Julio Jones is no longer there. If Calvin Ridley is... Say if Calvin really was playing, and I'm not saying you do this. Let me even be very clear. He was injured, and I'm not saying that he this is something he would have done if he was healthy. Say if Calvin really was betting on a game, and maybe he bet, and these are parlay bets, so it's not necessarily a win or loss. This could be by, by stats. Say if he said, I only need to catch four balls to get 10 grand, okay? He'll catch four balls. Matt Ryan throws him a fifth ball. He purposely drops it because he got to make sure he leaves the game only catching four balls. Situations like that where you can dictate the, the, the game, that's what the league is trying to prevent. So we can we, I understand the frustration in regards to we, you know, say like, well, look at the domestic violence and all this stuff. And you give these guys six game, six game suspensions and all this stuff. But gambling that's where you're going to drop the hammer. Yes, because it's in regards to the on-the-field play for the shield. Not necessarily something that's happening outside of those uh, outside of those numbers. It's something that could be dictated within the field of play. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not I'm not trying to be here and explain it as like they did the right thing. I feel that the rules need to be adjusted, but currently as it's constructed, that's why they have to make such a stiff penalty with his suspension because it's something that could be dictated 
on the field of play. It's it's like apples and oranges compared to the issues off the field. From the way y'all saying it, he was injured, he wasn't playing. This is something he did because he was bored and wanted to be a part of the game so much. I, I thoroughly believe that. Boredom caused you. I thoroughly believe that. With the board, any last thoughts, Corey? I see you shaking your head, bro. 10 million. I know. I just <laughs> 10 million. You bet 1500 on parlays and and you're you lose 10 million. I just, yeah, <laughs> I don't. He, I, I, couldn't, that, I can't even wrap my mind around that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, shout out, Mikel, shout outs to our boy Cravante because this, yes. this is definitely one of those goofy. Goofy moments. This is definitely one of the goofy moments for he gets, sure. Does he get the green card or the red card? I think it's the red. I think it's the red card. I think it's the red card. <laughs> definitely gets that. Definitely gets that. Man. Let's jump back out of the NFL because we'll go back to the NFL. Too much talk about the NFL. Seventy nine thousand nine hundred and eighty eight. We talking about money. Seventy nine thousand nine hundred and eighty eight. That was the highest ticket price for Coach K's last home game. They was in there crying. He was in there crying. UNC doesn't make it a happy occasion. They beat Duke. They stunned Duke 94 to 81 on Coach K's final home game. My father lived in Durham for years up until he left us. And he would always say it's very interesting when UNC and Duke come together. You can be on one side of the street and people be chanting for Duke. And you can go right across the street to the same neighbors you say hi to every day. And they go up in North Carolina. And he always say how crazy the parallels is. But anyway, 79,988. I ain't got that kind of money to pay for this. I watched it on TV. Listen, man, I love you, Coach K, but Lord, I ain't got it. I'm not crying. He's gone. I, for one, think. It's crazy how he could go in and out of different platforms and have so much respect. You're Coach K in the college world. I don't know where Duke goes from here. And then on top of that, you can go and coach the Carmelo Anthony's of the world, the Kobe Bryant's of the world, and win USA Basketball Championships. I think it's in gold medals. I think how he should be revered as a legend. I mean, Carlos Boozer in the stands. Uh, uh, you got guys like Grant Hill in the stands. All for one retirement. Fellas, Coach K, we say goodbye to a legend. For sure. Only thing we're missing was Michael Jordan, but if Michael Jordan was there, it would have took over the whole thing. Yeah, that would have been the whole thing. <laughs> um, me, for one, uh, I'm a Syracuse fan. You know, Big East. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I don't like any ACC team at all. So, you know, uh, if, if Duke and North Carolina could lose at the same time, <laughs> I would love that. But I, I, I respect Coach K. He turned that uh, – Duke wasn't even a program. Like, he turned that program into, like, uh, a powerhouse. You know, like, he – in a real short amount of time at that, you know, like, he became the standard. You know, so it's, it's like, you know uh, – what he's done for the program, the players that he's developed and sent to the league. I mean, he, if, if you're going to do a, a Mount Rushmore of college coaches, basketball coaches, or, or basketball coaches, period, you got to put them in there, you know, pro and, pro and college. 
you no know, like, he, like his impact was that big and major for a long time, you know. So uh, hats off to him and the program. I hope that they go into an abyss for the next <laughs> few years. Personally, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like I said, since I'm a Syracuse fan, and you know, uh, they did beat us. Uh, Every time you do that, I feel Wednesday. like Kevin McAllister. Wednesday, <laughs> they eliminated us Wednesday. You know, um, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm ready for him to retire. You know, thanks for coming. God bless. Good night. Man, let me hit that one more time. Let me hit that one more time. Jeez. Tristan, when we talk about staying in our lane, you know, a lot of college coaches, when is he going to go to the NBA? When's he going to go to the NBA? He said, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay in this lane and still coach the best in the NBA. How are you going to remember Coach K? Hopefully a little bit better than us. <laughs> let, me try, let me try and give him a little bit of his flowers over here because Corey is just like, hey, let, me, let, me, let me shovel this dirt on your coaching coffin right now. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, listen. There was a clip that I saw. I'm a, I, I, could, I could just I could say everything I gotta say with this clip. There's a clip that I saw um, after that game um, where UNC definitely handed handed them a whooping. Uh, Coach K impromptu uh, gets on the microphone um, and apologizes to the fans of Duke for the way the team the team played against UNC. And at the same token, still commended his guys on the season, on the season, and uh, and was saying how the season wasn't over. And the first thing that I said uh, when I saw that was, I was like, the example of class and excellence, right there in a microcosm. Um, and that's how I always view Coach K. Um, you love to hate him. If you you know if you weren't a fan of Duke, you love to hate him. Did you see Christian Leitner? Oh! Exactly. I mean, you know, you love to hate him, um, but then you love you love to love him if he was a fan of Duke, and and that that is something that his legacy he should definitely take pride in, um, because it's hard to have that kind of stature, that kind to that kind of astute presence when you think of Duke. It's Coach K. And um, it's definitely going to be tough, um, I think, as an overall basketball fan. Um, even with Corey, you know, saying that he's a, a Syracuse fan and how he feels about Duke and stuff. But just as a pure basketball fan, it's going to be tough to not see Coach K on, on the sidelines um, for Duke. And you talking about big shoes to fill. My God. I mean, I, I hate, I would hate to be the next coach after him. Um, so, you know, five, five national championships, um, what was it 45 year career? Um, even the letter that he sent to Michael Jordan, when Michael Jordan picked UNC over Duke, just class, class personified excellence. He demanded it out of all of his players. Um, and even, even him coaching the, the U S basketball team always demanded excellence. Uh, hats off to him. I'm, I'm glad he's retiring. Go enjoy your grandkids. Enjoy the rest of your life. You absolutely deserved it. Um, but it's going to be weird not watching him uh, coach Duke basketball. 
always wonder when you do something for such a very long time, I guess we'll learn this when we retire, and you finally sit on your bed and you sit there and think to yourself, damn, I don't have to get up and go to a meeting. I don't have to get up and I don't know if it'll hit him when he doesn't have to do anything concerning Duke anymore. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's always nice to see these guys go back to their families because they're there, but they're not there. Yes. Uh, to quote Kobe again, he said, "My, I, they've sacrificed for me. You know, so no more Coach K. We go back. Oh, give it to me one more time. Pew, 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 pew. pew, pew. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to go back into the NFL. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears and he also owns the Packers because they basically because all the chaos he causes and stuff like that. No, no vaccine. He should have got suspended. I don't understand. No vaccine or anything else. It doesn't matter what this man does. He owns the pack. Rodgers is, and this is the first news that we start with when going from one to the other. Rodgers is set to return to Green Bay on four years. And when I say this so eloquently about Green Bay, as you're sitting there with the San Francisco 49ers hat, I say hi to Jimmy Garoppolo. Anyway, Rodgers is set <laughs> Come on, man. to return <laughs> to Green Bay on a four-year, $200 million extension that makes him the highest, fellas, the highest-paid NFL player ever. Now, that's a bad man. Yeah. A bad man. Yeah. I, listen, so to me, to me, uh, it just it just seemed like uh, a shout out to Mike <laughs> Pim Hart, Starnan Rogers. Um, <laughs> it, it, I felt like it was a foregone conclusion. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I, I felt like it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to go back to the Packers. Um, when you looked at the landscape, um, you know, going to Denver, him possibly possibly going to Pittsburgh, you know, all these all these different scenarios that people were talking about. What what better situation could he possibly get to than the Green Bay Packers? He knows the city, knows the organization. He works well with Matt Lafleur. He basically runs it. Like you said, he basically owns the team. He can do what he wants. He can dictate what he wants. Um, so I think it was a foregone conclusion. Now, I, what I will say is that Aaron Rodgers, you need to deliver a chip. It's been well over a decade, my brother. You gotta, you gotta deliver. They gave you the bag. They showed you the bag twice. You, this, you got two big contracts from the same franchise. Like that that doesn't happen often. That doesn't happen often. So you you know you, you gotta deliver. And now I'm I'm not even talking about this past playoffs when he when he lost to the the 49ers. I'm still I'm still upset with the with the year before. Look at look at you. I'm still upset with the year before because I feel like instead of trying to throw the ball in the end zone, if you run 10 yards, you're playing in the Super Bowl instead of Tampa Bay. So I, you know, these are the situations I'm looking at. You back to back MVPs, um, and then you were you were at one point back to back going to the NFC title game, except for this past season. So you you got to do something. You got to deliver. Um, but I, I felt like it was a foregone conclusion that Aaron Rodgers was returning 
to the Packers. Uh, and what were the Packers going to do? I mean, that Jordan Love pick just looks more and more terrible as the years go. But that's you know, it, it just looks more and more terrible as the years go. So it, already picking predecessors before somebody's gone. Shout to Brett Long. Right, exactly. So I mean, you know, it, it just uh I, I, I'm I'm interested. Lying, you laughing, you know I ain't lying. I, I'm interested to see what, what the Packers do do now. You know, they franchise Devontae Adams, so he's got his guy, still got Aaron Jones over there. Uh they need another piece uh to go alongside Devontae Adams, um, for sure. And um do some, do some more work on the defense side of the ball. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. They gave them all that money. I want to see how they shuffle shuffle this around. We need playoff discount. We don't need regular season discount. <laughs> well, I, for one, man, I'm, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I think that uh, he's not the most accomplished quarterback that I've seen, but I think that he is, without a doubt, Skill-wise, the best, the most complete quarterback that I've ever seen in my life. He's the boat. And and um, I've seen, I saw Joe Montana play. I So I clearly saw Steve Young play. And I think skill for skill, I think that he's better than both of them. Um, I thought that, you know, um, when they had that whole riff last season with the uh, general manager and everything, and they restructured his contract, I thought that he was leaving, to be honest with you. Um but he pulled an old switcheroo. I, I don't understand what's going on in Green Bay, man. Like, uh, even going back to the McCarthy uh, firing, moving on from him, it, it's just like him and Matt LaFleur is not getting along. You know, like, even going back to last year with Tampa Bay, like, he wanted to go for it and Matt wanted to kick the field goal. And, you know, he's airing out the general manager about pieces and everything. And it's just like, the, the, the Packers have kind of turned into a bit of a circus, you know, and, and, and I think any other franchise would get clowned for it, but because, you know, the, the Packers are like a, a cornerstone of, of the NFL. Yep. You know, I, I, I think that they don't, you know, if this was Dallas, you know, they, they'll be talking about this nonstop. If this was like New England or somewhere, I think they'll be talking about this nonstop, but for some reason, no one is really talking about this mess in Green Bay. I I I'm, I'm I want to I want to see the numbers after he signed the contract because they already had salary cap problems. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Devontae Adams is livid that he got franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, because he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's without a doubt the best Hopkins. You know, one A, one B, but you don't want to get hurt on no franchise deal. You know, and 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 it's like they they get their money's worth out of Devontae. You know, so it's like I I I don't know what's going on up in Green Bay, uh, but I like it. So <laughs> I'm sure you do. Of continuing spectacles, and we're not going to stay on them long because I love when this happens and then Tuesday goes on. Uh, Amari Cooper, you're showing your devotion to your love of Dallas. I was praying that you got the hell out of there. They took Dez's best years and shipped him out. They were going to do the best for you, okay? Yep. Get out of there. Um, 
Jerry, you the pappy or you not the pappy? Let me know. You know what I'm saying? Cause Mike called Maury. No, stop pappy. it. We need to figure that out because that was funny. <laughs> stop it. Anyways, um, <laughs> you know, if, if I can say something else, I feel like personally, I feel like Aaron Rodgers catches too much flat. You know, mm. I, I don't. I, I do. I I don't think and. and He's been in the league a really long time, but I can't think of a game that the Packers lost because of him. Mm. And, you know, I, I mean, even going mm. back to, to us, we scored 13 points on special teams. You know, like, like my quarterback couldn't even get the ball in the end zone. You know, like all of our mm. like special teams scored all our points. So it's like he did his job. The defense did his job. And I mean, who accounts for special teams losing a game for you? A game? <laughs> Come on! Like, like their special teams gave up thirteen points. Yeah, you know, and I just I think Aaron Rodgers gets too much heat because, like I said, I can't think of a single game where I was like, "Oh, Aaron lost that game for them." I think it's just the timing within his last chip. I think that's just it. As good as you're saying he is, it's the timing of the last chip. Yeah, but Drew Brees don't get that. He don't get that smoke, you know. And and how many NFC championships has he played in? I I think I think it's because what you said in the beginning, and I and I agree with you. By the way, I, I call I call Aaron Rodgers. I call him the boat. I think he's the best of all time. Uh, just just off of sheer ability. He you said it. You said it. Perfectly, he is the most complete player as a QB that we've probably ever yeah. seen. Uh, just mentally, physically, arm talent—it's just—it's it, perfect. It's, it's perfect. And um, but I think because of that is why he gets the flack that he gets. Because if there's a if there is a QB that can overcome that the deficiencies of his team, it has to be Aaron Rodgers. Because his talent is so transcendent. And I think that's what it is. To only make one appearance. Now, granted, you won it, but it's only one. You know, we don't we didn't expect the career Drew Brees that he ended up having. We no one saw that coming when he left San Diego. You know what I'm saying? No one, no one saw that coming. Um, Tom Brady, as you know, a lot of people call Tom Brady the GOAT. But understand that Tom Brady also was part of a GOAT franchise, you know, in the, with New England. I mean, you know, he might have been the catalyst for it, but the structure of New England was right. brilliantly made with a, arguably the greatest coach in, in NFL history or sports <laughs> history. No loss. I, 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 hey, I, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I know you got that 49ers hat on. I understand. I get I get you. I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. Uh, but you know, but um, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh for his talent. I think if he even if he had at least made another Super Bowl, maybe not winning, but made another one, he probably wouldn't get any flack at all. Honestly. So that's why for me, I always feel he needs one more. If he gets one more, he just needs two. It ends all of it. But I also think people just don't like him. Well, you know, like, like he, he's he's like the Russell Westbrook of the NFL. Like people yeah. just don't like him. 
yeah. I, I'll agree that whole vaccine thing rubbed me off because you just think that you're just here and everybody else is just here. Yeah. That rubbed me wrong. And I've never had a guy that I was like, wait a minute, your personality makes me not it's like It's funky. You. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, and and every time he opens his mouth, you just can tell where he's thinking. And it's like, hold up, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, he definitely thinks he's the smartest person in the room. Oh my god. Every room. <laughs> I can't tell him I was vaccinated. You still lie. <laughs> and you should have got a slap on your wrist for it. But you're Aaron Rodgers and this is what happened. Yep. You know. And A B gets suspended, but he was already suspended. Anyway. Yeah. And, and then the, the media thing, too. You know, like, uh, I, I forgot, like, it, the media can change your perception. You know, like, like look at look at Tara Owens. You know, like, he wasn't a media guy. You know, you, you never really had a teammate say anything about him, but he, you know, they, they painted a picture. Mm-hmm. Of him a certain type way, you know, and I, and I feel like his standoffish uh, attitude and his his snarky comments and he he's he's a very condescending person, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, those reporters, man, like they they can paint a narrative or you know sway the crowd a little bit, you know. But it, at, at the end of the day, he he brought it on himself, you know, and and I honestly. I think he like it. I, I think he know. likes being a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I think he likes being a bad guy. Yeah. Speaking of the bad guy, we jump back out of the NFL. We go to the NBA. Fans started leaving early in the fourth. At 807 left in the fourth, they was getting up and leaving. The score at that point was 111 to 79. Ben's getting booed. They yelling F. Lack of this is a family show, so they they gave him the word that start with an F. Simmons, you know, I'm not gonna spell it to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. They're chanting that (sighs) we ran them. They not really a good transition team. (laughs) I think Kevin Durant likes to be the bad guy too. Kevin Durant, 25.14 rebounds, seven assists. Kyrie Irving, your part time, your favorite part time player. You got to figure out what's going to happen with this, though. But your favorite part-time player, 22.4 rebounds, five assists. Steph Curry, this is looking beautiful, Tristan. Steph Curry, 24 points in 27 minutes. Yeah. This is looking good. Joel Embiid, 27 points, 12 rebounds. And here's another guy that makes me feel like I don't like him as a player as good as he does. But his personality and the things that he does just bothers me. I know damn well you heard these boos of Ben Simmons in Philly. James Harden, I know what the hell you going to do. You, but you better stay here because next time you come to Philly, if you leave Philly, you're getting a can thrown at you. You decide on this game. This is a, I, I don't care what nobody says. This is an important game. You're going back to where yeah. you was. This is a big game. Someone put on Twitter. If you're not watching the Nets and the Sixers, what are you doing right now? You know what I'm saying? Someone put that on Twitter. He shows up and scores only 11 points. And this is what has been the problem with you. This ain't even the Western Conference Finals, you joke. This should have been a game where you told them this is the better trade. This was supposed to be a little bit more. 
I'm just saying. I this is what I feel about James Harden. I mean, you. I mean, you. You just. You just got a heart. A heart up for James. James ah, Harden. You do. Okay. You do. You do. Anyway, uh, James hey, Harden, man. Next, next Sixers. Anything to say about this, or can we keep it short and sweet? I I don't even know what to say about James Harden. Like, I mean, like that. you know, like sometimes he he looks like an unstoppable force, and then sometimes it's just like. Bro, what are you doing? Mm. You know, but I I don't believe like even uh so I always say that at some point in time a team is going to take on the personality of, of the coach. And I don't trust Doc Rivers. I feel like uh when you look at his teams going back to Boston and even LA, you know, uh if, if you take Kevin Garnett out of that equation, Boston doesn't do anything. I, I feel like I feel like he's a flawed coach. Um, mm. he, he's he's blown more fourth quarter leads than any coach in NBA history. Mm. You know, and like I said, at some point in time, the team is going to take on the personality of the coach. I feel like Philly is mentally weak. Um, I, I feel like uh, mm. I, I like I like MB, but I feel like he talks too much. I, I feel like he hasn't accomplished enough for him to pet himself on his back as much as he does. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I think the whole team is flawed. I feel like, you know, uh, a, a better coach would have had them prepared instead of, you know, listening to all this Ben. Like, Ben ain't here no more. All right? They're going to come in, we're going to punch them in the mouth, and they're going to send them on their way. But it's, they, I, I guess they thought the crowd was going to help them play. Or something like I, I like that. I, I miss most of the game. I only saw like a little bit of it because I wasn't home. But um, I, I, I see the score and I'm like, you, you, you got an MVP candidate, and you, and you have James Harden. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what's going on here? And then I look at Doc Rivers and he got that same look on his face. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I mean, all, all due respect to Doc, he wouldn't coach my team. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. It's, it's always nice to see Allen Iverson in this game. Right? Yeah. They, they need Allen Iverson. That game. They, they need, they need, <laughs> they need <some> they, <laughs> Yeah, like, they, they need a dog, man. Like, you know, like, uh, I, I, I feel like Philly and is what I don't like about the NBA right now. Like nobody wants to be great. Like every, everybody wants the glitz and the glamour and the fame. You know, they they want all the pats on their back. They don't want no criticism. You know, they don't want to do no work. Like you know, they 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 want the commercials and and the followers and and all of this stuff. But where the work at, man? Like. Mm. Where the work at? You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, my thing is, like, you made it to the NBA. Why not be great? Why not be great? Is uh, Why not? I mean, what, what, what is it going to cost you? Why not be great? Mm. Like, where's the effort, man? Mm. And it bothers me. Like, why don't, like, why not be great? Like, mm. at, at 37 years old, LeBron James wants to throttle you still. Steph Curry wants to throttle you. Mm-hmm. You know, even even um Giannis, we saw him figure it out 
mid-series in the finals last year. You know, because I I thought I thought it was going to be a gentleman sweep. Mm. He figured it out. He figured it out. He came out and he annihilated them by himself. He wants to be great. Mm. I love it. I mean, put put me in the game, Coach Corey. Yeah. Put me in the game. I'm, I'm inspired. You here. You know? Yeah. You, you're here. Why not be great? John Moran for MVP. What? John Moran for MVP. That young man is nasty. And nasty. he wants to be great. <laughs> he wants it. He wants it. Don't blame for listen. MVP. And don't blame your wife and don't blame your kids. No one That's right. Zion because Zion was just, he's a burger now. You know, he's literally a burger. But um, no offense to him because what he was and being such a big prospect, number one, but if the rookie of the year was able to extend that season, actually had it. Oh, job! Ja, that would have been—he would have been on his tail. Oh, yeah, boy, you're yeah. nasty, man. Yeah, Tristan, unless you have anything to add, I'm going straight back to the NFL. No, man, go Matt ahead. Mikael is Tristan certified, aka Corey. I got to do it backwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> episode 130. Make sure you continue to watch us. Make sure you drop them comments down below. Tell Davis edition. Speaking of a Bronco, <laughs> I always wanted to go to Denver because I just wanted to see what would happen to me when I went because of the, you know, can't go to Denver because of, you know, all the mountains and stuff, make it hard to breathe. But anyway, Russell Wilson to Denver. And when I say this, two Seahawks are now gone. I start with Russell. I start with the first one. Seahawks send the nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback to the Mile High, Mile High City. But because there are no absolutes in business, a few struggle stragglers remain. Talk, for example, two anonymous NFL general managers who confided in the athletics' Jeff Howe their disdain over the deal. I think it's a reach by Denver for a player past his prime who was a below-average leader. One GM told how such criticism extended beyond front office execs too. an unnamed head coach also bad mouths the move, believing Wilson 33 isn't enough to leapfrog the Kansas City Chiefs nor the Los Angeles Chargers in the AMC West. Denver gave up a lot, the coach told how, but it is still the third best in the division. Although the trade cannot be finalized until March 16th, the start of the new league year, multiple reports have confirmed. The Broncos parted with two first-round draft picks, two second-round choices, a fifth-rounder, quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, and defensive lineman Shelby Harris in exchange for Wilson in a fourth-round selection. I read this quote, and I quote, Crazy part about all this, I played there for 10 years, and I didn't even hear it from them that I wasn't coming back. That was Bobby Wagner. Dirty pool, two man. Seahawks, Dirty pool. Two Seahawks are gone. Big important one is Russell Wilson. What is he doing in Mount High? Is this the reincarnation of what they have a nice little Peyton just with a younger version? Uh, I think so. I mean, listen, <laughs> the <laughs> offensive line alone. Russell Wilson ain't had an offensive line in like six years. Yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> That alone is gonna is gonna set him up for for uh, success. 
you know, uh, Cortland uh, Sutton, uh, Jerry Judy. I mean, the receiving core that he's got over there then then got a quality a quality run game that that can be consistent. He hasn't had that in a long time. Then then you add on a defense that was hit with injuries last year. They're all coming back healthy. Hasn't had that in a long time. Then you got an offensive head coach. You ain't never had that. So it's 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 tailor made for Russell Wilson to do great um, over there. So everything at, I just read, they was hating. Basically, I'm l- listen, listen, Pete Carroll. <clears throat> Pete Carroll is to me the Scott Brooks of the NFL. He if you give Pete Carroll mm-hmm. a lot of talent, if you give him a lot of toys, he'll be very successful for you. The moment that you ask him to groom and teach and utilize potential into talent, it's not going to happen. You look at his time, his first go-around in the NFL with the Patriots, with the Jets. Mm -hmm. Then you look at his time in USC, the apex of USC. The apex of USC with Pete Carroll. Look at the rosters that he had at USC. Look at the talent that he had at USC. And the moment that those sanctions came down and he knew he wasn't going to be able to recruit the top-tier talent because of all the sanctions that came and the scholarships that got taken away from USC, the moment that he knew he couldn't get that top-tier talent to come to USC anymore, what does he do? Dips out of there. I'm going back to the NFL. And then you get then you get the Seahawks. Who were on, who were building something was on the cusp. Then you you land Russell Wilson, who should have been drafted higher than where he was drafted. I was always a fan of Russell Wilson, uh, coming out of Wisconsin. Should have been drafted higher. You inherit beast mode from the Buffalo Bills. Then you inherit one of the greatest defenses assembled in Legion of Boom. All pros up and down that field of the defensive side of the football. What did what did Pete Carroll have to do? What did he have to do? What did he have to teach? Earl Thomas, Bam, uh, Bam Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, Michael Bennett. What did he have to do? Earl Thomas. Richard Sherman, Browner. What did he have to do? What did he have to teach? What did he have to teach? You just, those kind of guys, you just put them out there and let them play. What you mean? You don't got to do anything. And in the moment that the Legion of Boom was gone, the moment that Beast Mode retired, everything fell on Russell Wilson. Everything. And I don't understand this hate for Russell Wilson because uh, didn't Russell Wilson, isn't he the Super Bowl champion? Does, is, isn't he, doesn't he have nine Pro Bowls? What, do you, what, more are you, what more could you ask for a franchise QB to do? The only reason Seattle has been relevant year in and year out is because of Russell Wilson. Oh, y'all think DK Metcalf is good? Watch how this season goes for DK with Russell Wilson not throwing him the football. Watch how he is. Then you're going to see why he was drafted in the late second round. You're going to see why he wasn't a first-round pick. Watch how he looks without someone like Russell Wilson at the helm. Watch. How do you feel about Bobby Wagner? 
for for Bobby Wagner not to know that that was happening to him. That's why now I you see carted off in Seattle. I was just about to say it. <laughs> Earl Thomas flipping the bird makes more and more sense as it as the days go on when you hear about how how all this has transpired. But it's not a surprise. Look how they treated Michael Bennett when they were getting him out the door. Look how they treated uh, Cam Chancellor once he found once he had that injury and knew he couldn't he couldn't do it anymore. Look how they did KJ Wright, who was your MVP for the Super Bowl. Look how they did KJ Wright. So I, I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. Look how they did beast mode. They 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 should have two championships. Okay. Look how they did beast mode. I just don't want you to go off on the because you know I'm gonna go off on that. The worst <laughs> call in oh. Super Bowl history. His my mama don't watch football and she didn't even understand why they ain't run the football there. My mama don't watch football like that. I, I listen, don't even get me started. So I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know what this allows me to do because people say, How do you like too many in, so many NFC East teams? Of course, I'm a Commanders fan, born and raised. Well, I'm a Redskins fan. You, you, whatever we are. Um, and I've always been a fan of Russell Wilson. So I've been a 12th man. Yeah. I don't have to do this anymore. Shout out to Cam Chancellor. They don't hit like they hit anymore. Nah. Cam would have got ejected out of every game. They don't make they don't make him and Sean Taylor anymore. They don't make guys like him anymore. They make oh, more guys. Right. And Sean was a backup in the yeah. <laughs> Anyway, he was coming off the bench. Oh my god. Anyways, um fellas, we all know that Russell, first of all, 33 looks totally different in football year because he cannot be the same age as us. But anyway. Uh, um, ain't it crazy? <laughs> he looks so older. But anyways. To you, fellas, he got a lot of good things going for him. You know, even if nothing ever happens in his football career again, the man is married to Sierra. Arm every day. <laughs> <laughs> Life is beautiful. Okay? Life is beautiful. And he tried. He's trying to woo her into having another baby. Another baby. Listen, Sierra, if he was my man, five, six, seven, eight, nine, wherever you want. <laughs> My whole life for you. I love you. He adores her. I want to love like that. Look, whatever you want to do. She carries her nice little self to the mile high. All the dim, all they go, their nice little family goes to Denver. How you feel about it? Certified quickly. All right. Uh, um, wow, they paid I have, I, not to be the what in the what? I, I, not to be the best in the division. Okay. I haven't been this happy. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even put it into words. I, I, I haven't been this happy in this. As far as NFC West news, this is gonna have to go back to 1994. Whooping y'all Listen, <laughs> Russell, we have not. I don't think we've ever swept Russell. The best we've so. done has split with him. Yeah, like yeah. Russell Wilson has single-handedly, literally, demolished single us. Yeah, year after year after year. O line, no O line. Running back, no running back. No wide receivers, no tight end. Like somehow, some way, Russ just seems to know how to cook. Versus my team, I was ecstatic 
that he left. I think I, I I can't even I can't even put it into words. Like like I I this this is better news than us signing Trent Williams. And and and, and I and and I, I put that out there. I was like, hey man, you know, Joe is you know talking about retiring. We we should go ahead and sniff around Trent. Oh man, you don't know what you're talking about. Breaking news, we got Trent. This right here smashes that. I think that he's going to completely transform that that franchise. Um, I, I feel like uh, that Kansas City is vulnerable right now. I don't like San. Uh, I'm sorry, I keep calling them San Diego. I don't like the Chargers. But they belong in San Diego. They do. Yeah, I don't like the Chargers. The Rams just trump the whole. Do you you even remember that they're in LA today? Exactly. I, I keep calling them San Diego. <laughs> But I don't trust them. I don't Where trust their coaching staff. You know, um, they were they were seven and ten. I feel like Russell is good for four to five wins by himself. By himself. Um, they lost to the Chiefs uh 20, 29-24, and then 15 to 10. So that's a total of nine points in two games. They've been losing close you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they are closer. Then Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Luck. You know, Drew Luck and, and Teddy, like, I think, I think, man, I think Denver is the team in, in the West right now. Fellas, what do you have to say to people that said Denver gave up too much? If Impossible. This? Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Luck were their QBs. When Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback. It's so in the easy league. to do that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Is that there is no compensation that is too much for a, a, a talent like that? Yeah. You know, like I mean, just his track record. Look at his numbers, man. Look what he's been working with. Just watch him play. Exactly. And and like I said, I, I feel like Kansas City is very vulnerable right now. They it's a fire sale going on, you know, and they already played them tough with Teddy and Drew. Now you got Russ. I, I feel like Denver might it they they could very well catapult to the top of that division. You know, I I think people are really underestimating and, and it blows my mind. Like y'all are questioning Russell Wilson. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. Like y'all don't watch football? Yeah. There's so, so many throws he done made when I thought he was about to get sacked, and then you're like, how did he get out of there? Like, yeah. Exactly. Listen, how did, he, how did he do that? You know how many times somebody was running down on Russell, and I was like, "Yeah, man!" And he does a Houdini on me. Like, how did he do that? And then he drops it for like forty yards downfield, and I'm like, "Oh my!" It's never God, a chip man. shot. It's he throws it to the yards. <laughs> I, like he like was third and long. One of the his first and goal. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the prettiest deep ball throwers I've ever seen. One of, it's it's a pretty pretty ball when he throws it deep. Yeah, it's it's so. I mean, it's a rainbow throw. Maybe outside of Aaron Rodgers, he's probably the best. I mean, just uh, just for just for the deep ball. I mean, it's like guaranteed that it's gonna fall on in, in his wide receiver's hand. That's why I keep saying we're gonna see what DK Metcalf really looks like in real life. We're really going to see it next season. Plus, you got to talk about the dedication to the game. I mean, this man broke his finger. We saw on national television yeah. they had to put it back together, and he was back from how many weeks? Russ don't go down. He don't. 
And, 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 and I think this is why he needed to be traded because he was getting, he don't get banged up like this. And he takes care of himself. And to see him getting banged up so much, it was like, yeah, it, it was that offensive line. It was time to go. And, and he's a character guy. Yeah. High character. High character guy. You know, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it, it pains me to praise that man. Because <laughs> I have a, I, I have a burning, hatred for him but i respect him as well so it's like and then he has sierra on his own yeah i mean life is good life is good for your boy <laughs> life Russ, is man. really good life is yeah, good for your boy surprised by the summer they announced they was a super bowl and pregnancy yeah. <laughs> right but hey thanks for coming god bless good night <laughs> please don't come back <laughs> speaking of, of good night and certified. Somebody has never done a podcast. You're doing a great job. That made you kill yeah, me. I appreciate it. Thank you're you. Killing the game. Hey, man, y'all taking it easy on me. So, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, next time you come back, those are words you don't want to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of words I don't want to talk about, and I hate to end the show on a bad note. I was hoping you just forgot about it and we ain't <laughs> to talk about it. Honestly. Hey, look. Hey, I, 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 this is what I do for a living. I, I, I write this nice little list. I, I don't want to always do this. Everything that slipped through every palm of your hand. It's just, it's just, it's just sports in the nation's capital. Everything just slipped through the palm of your hand. In 24 you hours, you lost Deshaun Watson. You, no trade calls kept you from Russell Wilson. And, then, and here we go. And this is what you land on? Okay. It's a lot of ground to cover. If this goes bad, Tristan, and certified, and I'm talking to Tristan personally because we, you don't know pain until you've experienced what this franchise can put you through. Are you serious? With so many, yeah, I mean that. I don't care how many San Francisco 49ers hats you got on your, you got on your head. You don't know how many names and, and, and roads. Court, your your pain was brief. Sir, yeah. your pain was, your pain was brief. Continuous. Brief. Whether it's the front office and emails, whether it's whatever it is, it's we never are not in the news. And if this goes bad, it fails for both. Carson Wentz is heading back, Tristan, and certified, a.k.a. Corey, to the NFC East. Having disappointed on the back end of his 2021 season with the Indianapolis Colts, following a trade between the Colts and Eagles to acquire him in his very large contract, very large contract. Yes. The former has decided to part ways with Wentz after just one season. They reportedly struck a deal to trade him to the Commanders in exchange for a package. Colts received 2022 third round pick, 2023 third round pick. That escalates to a second rounder if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the snap. 2022 second round pick. Commanders received just Carson Wentz in a 2022 second round pick. The news comes only one day after it was revealed the commanders attempted to trade for Russell Wilson, refusing to waive his no trade clause to play. Russell didn't even give us the time of day. To play in Washington and amid rumors for the commanders desperately trying to acquire a veteran quarterback that could have been. Deshaun Watson. We talk about that contract. Guess what the commanders decided to do? 
they decide based on the cap salary cap that they already have that they're going to take on this big contract. Tristan, instead, the commanders will also pay the entire tab to inquire him. That's $28 million due in 2022. That includes a $5 million roster bonus. Why are we giving Carson Wentz a roster bonus? Anyways, $5 million roster bonus when the league year opens on March 16th. Should he remain in Washington beyond next season, the team will be on the hook for salaries of $20 million and $21 million, respectfully, to the expiration of his contract following the 2024 season, a contract put in place by the Eagles in 2019. Very quickly, though. <laughs> what the hell? the money for me <laughs> it's, it's the it's the player for me i'm trying to understand i'm trying to understand i'm trying to understand how and why did they think we needed to trade for someone that was about to get cut i trying to grasp my mind around why we trade and inherit this godforsaken contract for someone that was about to get cut. This is not 2017 Carson This is not the almost MVP Carson Okay. The very coach that made Carson Wentz look like an MVP is the same coach that did nothing with him last year. The same one. The same coach is the same person that let Carson Wentz say, oh, you want to trade him here? Take him. Take him. We would have we given you to him if you gave us a fifth and sixth round pick. We would have given it to you the same way. Take him off our hands. I... The only way this is going to work for me, and it's not going to make me want to throw something at my TV, is if you decide to draft one of these QBs, maybe in the second round or something, and you're telling me that they're going to be the QB of the future and they're just going to sit for a year or so and learn and let Carson Wentz be the starter, let him take his lumps, let him do whatever he does, if he's good, great. If he's not, hey, we still got our guy for the future. That's the only way that's going to make sense for me. If that is not your plan, I have no idea what you're doing as an organization. This is not 2017 Carson Wentz. 2017 Carson Wentz was five years ago. Five years ago. This is not the same person. Everybody deserves second chance. <laughs> he had a second chance. The person that almost made him the MVP traded him to us <laughs> after one season. I just, I just don't know. I, I'm a person that can figure out and figure out what the angle is, what it, what the plan is. I don't have an ounce of a clue because the contract that we inherited basically wiped our cap space 
I don't know what you are thinking. Commander Jesus, man. I just, Certified. I just, um, first, I, I close my book as we close this chapter. I'm just so lost. This is one hell of a chapter. Just, yeah, I, you know, so born and raised in DC, I, I, I've seen the Washington football team, Commanders. You kept that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was kind of dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When they said the commanders, I'm like, the team's from Washington. I've, I've seen the glory days. I've seen it. I I, I remember what DC looked like when the, I, I keep wanting to call them that other name, when the commanders were, you know, uh, made for TV. And then it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't know what happened, man. And, and like, it's, it's, it's like going Dan back. Dan Snyder is what happened. Yeah. Okay, like Gus Farrat, y'all had a squad, and then that fell apart. RG three, y'all had a squad, and then that fell apart. Like it's it's just, and now it's like this Carson Wentz thing. Like the thing that bothers me the most is the compensation. Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious right now? Like, are you serious right now? You know what I'm saying? It, it, do, do you not know that this man can't move and your offensive line is horrible? Like I I I don't I don't get it. And and and, and it's like I wanted y'all to take Jimmy. But I, I think yes, a lot of 49ers fans wanted to take Jimmy. Yeah, but it's it's like I, I feel like you know, with all due respect to Carson Wentz, he's a million times better of an athlete that I could ever dream of being. Yes. Like, I feel like he's damaged. Like, he just doesn't look the same anymore. I feel like he's he's damaged goods. I don't know what happened to him. Um, he, he's been late. Can he win over the locker room? Clearly can, not. Can he win back home? Can he, can he command the presence Again, that he once had before <laughs> Saint Nick took over. That that seems to be the knock on That's him everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes. Yeah. So it's it's nah, I don't think so. We can't get a generational quarterback to save our life. Where's our Joe Burrow? Damn, we didn't do it, Joe. Damn. Hey, we listen, keep we I'm keep getting free. these. Why do we keep getting these mid mid quarterbacks? Why? Why? When is it? Oh, no, 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 Corey, no, Corey, you all have been spoiled. I don't want to hear it. You all have been spoiled. A long time ago, bro. It was like 30 years ago. I don't want to hear it. Y'all have been spoiled. Y'all been spoiled. Y'all, y'all got to enjoy it. Okay. The last Great quarterback we had, truly great quarterback. We watched a man leg get broken in half. I don't want to hear you. Okay. I mean, Ripken did right by y'all. He did okay. Got that chip. Oh, Trent Dilfer got a chip for the Ravens. Okay. Brad Johnson got a chip for with the Buccaneers. Come on. That's when all the Buccaneers was all black. And that's the last person I remember. Looking some type of something. I just, I just, <laughs> I'm so tired 
of these mid quarterbacks. I just want one. That's why I mean, 2012 just is is a fantasy at this point in my mind. It's just it's a real how how did that happen? Oh, oh, I'll tell you how it happened. Like, like, like how how did his body just break down like that? It's the curse of Dan Snyder. I keep trying to tell y'all. Yeah, people think that's a joke. It's a real thing. He's going nowhere. It's it's a real thing. It's just I Washington for whatever reason that quarterback position is it's literally like what is it? Alcatraz. It what just we right cannot now? get 17, it. 17, 18 different quarterbacks within the last what 10 years. Listen, I it's it's the reason why I can never make fun of the Cleveland Browns and their quarterback situation. Because Washington is just as bad. It's just as bad. It's just <laughs> not the Browns, bro. It's just as bad. It can't. It can't. The way they glorified Bernie Kosar is the way we the, we glorified Joe Theismann here and Doug Williams. It's that's where we have to look to. It's we keep trying to get these guys and think they can. What what they did on their former teams, they're gonna bring that here, and it's not the case. When we paid all that money for Donovan McNabb, he was way past his prime. Yeah, way past his prime. I was shocked that Mark Brunel gave us what he gave us at his advanced age when Mark Brunel came over from Jacksonville. You know, th- like that's that's what we're inheriting. Mm-hmm. So, I just would love for once that we draft and we could say this is our guy this is our joe burrow this is our justin herbert this is our lamar jackson this is this is our guy that we can say we can rest on and say we got this right and he's our guy for the next 10 15 years and we're never gonna get it (laughs) what do you draft uh in the first round 11. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? I feel, I feel like if how do y'all feel about Malik Willis? Physical freak. Yeah, but I, the accuracy if he gets past Detroit, the accuracy issues scare me. I will be okay if they draft him and said he can sit for a year. Yeah. and learn. I'll take it because physically, all the tools in the world. Yeah. Physically, he's a beast. Is a pure. Pure monster. Absolutely. All right, fellas. I closed the book. Damn. Why do we end on that, Mikel? We didn't do it, Joe. Oh, we didn't do it, Joe. Mikel, why did we? Why did? Why did we end on that? It was such a good show. It was a good show. What was I supposed to do? What you wanted me to put to put this bad news in the middle of you? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I I think I I told you what we're gonna talk about. Why didn't you tell me the order? I just I just figured I would do it in the order in which the news came out. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I'm rooting for y'all, man. It's, it's a nice, it was a nice day here. It's going to be snowing by tomorrow morning. But hey, listen, it, listen, let me say this. If if Carson proves me wrong, I'll be the biggest Carson Wentz fan on the show. I promise you. If he proves me wrong. I mean, he does have an upside. You know, it like the, got a chip on his shoulder. Physically gifted. Up, yeah. Physically, he's got it. It's, right. it's all there, but it's up here. Yeah, that, here. That, that's what I say when I argue with uh, Jimmy fans. 
in, in my fan base. I'm like, uh, they might make the same mistakes, but Jimmy doesn't have the upside that Carson Wentz, that Carson Wentz has. has. For sure. For sure. You know, like it's not even close. For sure. I think something truly happened when he was watching Nick Foles. Just take something something went wrong. Something yes. Tweaked, I was, think that's when I it happened. This anymore. I don't belong. That was the MVP season, right? Yep. Yeah. When he got hurt. Yeah. 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 To have yeah. it all and drop it like that. And then yeah. to try to come back and don't know your body. It's just. And Philly is ruthless, man. <laughs> Philly is tough. Philly is ruthless, man. So. Hey man. hey man, best of best of luck to y'all, man. Like seriously. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. This is a guy that got Trey Lance just waiting, just waiting to, to unle- be unleashed next season. Listen, in my heart. He said best of luck to his <laughs> Listen. <laughs> listen, Dallas, Dallas is Dallas is turn- best of luck to you. Right. His team was in the NFC championship last year. Where was our team? I, mean, I hate Dallas. Okay. Of course you do. Like, like, like. I, I want. I, it, it. Listen, if my team goes one and sixteen, but we beat Dallas, I'm happy. You're content. No, I, I'm happy. (laughs) I hate Dallas. Dallas. That there is no sports franchise, college or pros. I don't care what league. I hate Dallas, and (laughs) Dallas is starting to Dallas. Look yeah. what's going on. Yeah, they're unraveling. So hey, look, if, if, if this coach, experiment works. If you have a coach Pop Warner team, just make sure they know. Yeah. Apparently, even the pros don't know. You got to give the ball to the referee. Before you- <laughs> <laughs> Man, they did that. I was at that game. They did that three times. McCarthy had the audacity to the audacity. it. The audacity. He might be the most competent coach no, no, no. I've ever seen in my life. Because when you do some dumb stuff, we gotta say, we gotta say it. What would I say? Felt. At some point in time, the team is going to take on the personality of the coach. How was that watching that in real time, though? Um, the first three quarters, they were about that close to lynching me <laughs> in the stands because I, I am, I'm a lunatic at the game. <laughs> No cursing, no no aggression or nothing. But I do the chance. Um, um, I don't sit down, and the the home team hates me. I made I made a cowboy fans leave in the third quarter. He left. <laughs> no, it's mean. At least he didn't come. Yeah, he and he listened. He was heated. Like if he could have choked me, he definitely would have. But when Jimmy <laughs> threw that interception and. Our 23 to 7 lead dwindled to single digits. It was a different game for me. So, but hey, Jimmy gonna throw the interception. He is <laughs> like the sun gonna come up tomorrow. Jimmy gonna Jimmy throw, throw an interception. <laughs> Dallas might come back and do it. And that, like, just like you said, certified, they Dallas. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, listen, so I, I couldn't I, do nothing but laugh. I couldn't do, I'm watching this clock go down. I couldn't do nothing but laugh. Like, you hear how I talk about Doc Rivers? I talk about Mike McCartney 10 times worse. Oh. Like, like he's, he, he, he's a joke, man. Like, the players don't even respect him. They go to the coordinators and then go to Jerry. Like, no, nobody even... Like, but hey, Jerry, you know, good job, Jerry. 
You know, I, I I thought they was gonna move on from him, but they kept him. Yeah. Who's the pappy? Anyway, we say goodbye <laughs> to this nice little show, episode one thirty. Hey, listen, certified. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Whatever I did. You I had fun, man. You Thank you. People call your people. You make sure you tell them. I will. You, know you just came from. Don't yeah. come to my house. Don't tell them you ain't have a good time. Okay. And I mean literally. Hey, it's on camera now, so <laughs> they got me in 4K, right? Yes. <laughs> That's right. You in the crib. You in the crib. Thank you for your time, Tristan. Thank you for the 31, me and you, you and I, to happy together. Okay, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to say it. Like I said every week, I don't care if it does not rhyme. It's still mine. I'm Mikkel and Kevin Mikkel. Next week, America, who's the baby? Please. <laughs> Peace. Ha, ha, ha.